listening to this podcast right now. Do you want to hear a fucking podcast about anything and everything? Yeah. Like movies, oh my music, God. television, and more? Oh my God. Well, you've come to the right place. Yes. Subscribe to Journey into Comics Network, and you get Podcastrophe, oh hosted God. by me, yes. Dick. Why not throw a couple bucks to the Patreon? It's your yes. choice. Yeah. This is a Podcastrophe. That sounds so awesome. On earth is that? It's a journey in the comics network production. Mmm. This is a tasty burger. You ever tried shawarma? There's a shawarma joint about two blocks from here. I don't know what it is, but I want to try it. Do you want some uh, coffee, Mr. Tully? Do I? Yes, have some. Yes, have some. Is butter a carb? We elves try to stick to the four main food groups. Candy, candy canes, candy corns, and syrup. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. Hey everybody, what's going on? Welcome back. It's another episode of Foodies Watching Movies. These are the specials, so this this is another special that we're doing for you guys. I am your host, Nate. Today, joining me back again, he is the only person who's been on all of the specials. AP, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing today? Man, I'm, I'm doing swell. Uh, you know, we had a, you know, kind of a wild weekend. I recounted some of that on JIC the other day, but like... Been watching some pretty good shit lately, man. Like watching really quality cinema. Yeah. Uh. What have uh? But what about you? Oh no. Uh. This. What have you? What have you seen? I know TV's been really good lately. I know, like, while we're recording this, the uh, the finale of the Crisis crossover is wrapping up. Yeah, I'll be watching that tomorrow. Whoa, whoa, yeah, same whoa. here. <laughs> Uh, but no, man, uh, it's interesting because unintentionally the movies we recently watched were both Seth Rogen's, um, from Point Grey Studios, I'm pretty sure, uh, and it was Good Boys. Oh, I watched that this past weekend too. Really? Yeah, Liz and I watched it on Friday or Saturday. Okay, so let's just take a second to get into this movie. What did you think? Uh... It reminded me a lot of kind of a combination between um, Superbad and um, okay. Eighth Grade. Did you ever see Eighth Grade? I don't think I ever saw Eighth Grade, no. It's uh, Bo Burnham wrote and directed it. It's about like a girl's like journey at like that eighth grade year, like last year as a kid going on to high school and all the trials and tribulations of that. So it was... It worked, and I... Okay. But uh, what did you think of the movie? Honestly, I thought it was comedic genius. Uh, it did have... We, we kept saying this. It's like Superbad and Pineapple Express and the Goonies fucked and had a baby, and this is the movie that came out, you know? Yeah, it's... I know a lot of the movies that... Uh, yeah, it's basically... Uh, yeah, it's like super bad without the drugs. Even though there is drugs in it, but there's not like people taking drugs. 
correct and there's not like the whole but it's it is another party everyone's wants to go to the party like they do in super bad you know and then like you have the whole like other angle and element of cops being involved in that fucking scene with the kids in the fucking uh convenience store with the cop was hilarious i mean there were so many mo- moments in this movie that were hilarious, but dude, honestly, like, and I don't, maybe this wasn't necessarily the same for you, but like, having a six-year-old in my life who only in a few short years is gonna go through that, like, same exact sh- kind of shit, you know, like, there were moments that got me like choked up. I was like, oh, hardcore emotions I wasn't expecting to feel from a comedy. It was like the last but then, like, like half hour. Oh man, brutal. Because it just, like, it just gives you, like, there are friends that I had that I don't have anymore that were that exact thing, man. We all were on different paths. Right. And you don't know when you're a fucking or it's a, kid. Like, the friends you are when a kid are your friends because either your parents are friends, they're your next-door neighbor, or, like, live down the street. Like, your friends are based on your proximity, not necessarily, like, common interests. Exactly. And, I mean, I even think that friends now are a little bit different from friends then because... Sure, maybe you and your friend don't run in the same circles anymore, but you're going to be on Facebook. Right. Still kind of bullshitting or whatever, and it's going to be kind of different. As to when we were kids, that change was kind of dramatic. Like, oh, man, so-and-so is not in my life anymore, and I can palpably feel that difference, but I also know that they're feeling a difference, and they're on a different path, too, and i got to just stay the course. Oh, yeah, like, I, I, there's a lot of moments that just, like, relate in it. Just, like, remembering, like... Oh, your first like boy girl party, and your first like, oh, there might be kissing there. Like, I remember all that stuff from like, God, twenty more years ago now. But right, but it's still like you can still get those like flashbacks. Oh, I I remember do, like I re- remember just before that really mattered, and how like when one kid got a little extra puberty in them, and they're just like, I want to do this instead. And you're like, what? Why don't we just play our games? Like, why can't we just go play Mario Kart? Why do we? We're going to talk about girls now. What are we doing? <laughs> like, dude, Halo 2 is fucking awesome. Let's keep playing it. You know, shit. Oh, man. Uh, I remember bringing... But no, overall... Oh, God. I, like, I was thinking... That just made me think of, like, bringing your game consoles over to a friend's house so all of you could wire up and do, like, LAN parties practically. Fuck yes, dude. We used to do that all of the time. So, true story. Here's a little side tangent just within Foodies Watching Movies here. Uh, one time after school, we hosted a Halo 2 house party at my place, and my dad had this big-ass, heavy-ass TV, and I was like, well, the way the living room's set up, we can't really do anything, but we've got this humongous dining room table, so I'll take, we'll lift the TV up, we'll put it on the edge of the dining room table, we'll put the fucking consoles on the table, it's huge, it'll be perfect, we can all sit around the table, it'll be great. So we do this. But the TV is very heavy, and we're not really paying attention. And we destroyed my dad's entertainment center with this TV. Oh, no. (laughs) We drug it across the fucking fake particle board shit and, like, ripped the whole front off. It was awful. And, like, I'm realizing this is happening, and I'm kind of, like, a little bit... um, like, in shock that it's happening, but at the same time, I'm like, fuck it, I got friends over, everything's fine right now. <laughs> oh, my God. Later, things were not fine. So, anyways, um, yeah, I remember that, man, but, like, all in all, I felt this movie had a lot of heart. It had a lot of comedy. It hit me in all the right places. I'm already a Seth Rogen fan. He wasn't in the movie at all, 0% in the movie, but you could feel him all over the movie, which is, 
you know, from the the way they wrote the script and some of the lines the kids delivered, how the comedic uh, timing of things, you know, reintroducing props in the movie later that you almost kind of forget about. I'm looking at you, CPR doll. Oh, God, the CPR doll. In that actor <laughs> um, who I've seen in so much that I'm like, of course they just have him be like the slightly weird guy. Yeah, absolute, absolutely, and and I mean, and there are so many different. I mean, honestly, man, I knew I had friends that had all those kind of parents too, the loving parents that everything seemed great but got divorced, and then the fucking, you know, parents who were just absent and never there to the fucking parents who were kinky as shit, right. you know, like oh god, that shit really existed. So and this makes me think of like the whole. It's like, were we gonna have Taco Tuesday? Yeah, but now you'll have it. Two days a week. We'll have it on Wednesday. Like Tuesday and Wednesday. It's like, uh, like, oh. Maybe not, maybe not. We're like, wing went. Like, I'm just like, oh, and it's like, we're we still going to watch This Is Us together? Oh, yeah, yeah. Now you're just going to watch it twice. I'm like, oh, that's, like, I never, like, my, uh, I didn't have to go through that, but it's still just like, oh, it just, a kid, like, kids can't handle change very well at that age, so it just, it's all, like, gotta be strong and then it's like you just watch like the facade crack when it's like another group of friends like his friends group is like ah getcha oh totally man and i am a i am a child of divorce so that you right in the feels yet again in that moment too like you're just like oh god i've i've had that conversation i've lived that uh trauma and uh uncertainty in your life so it was really cool because you can kind of see and I mean, I don't know if that was intentional. I don't know if this is for everybody, but I could see myself in a little bit of each of the three main characters, uh, Thor and I can't remember the main kid's name, and then Lucas, obviously. Yeah, what was are, it Mike? Nah, what was his name? It was, yeah, Thor, Lucas, and... God, what was his name? They don't really say it a lot. I know, it's crazy. It's ridiculous. I mean, Thor's easy, because the whole sippy cup and... Kissy cup obviously was funny oh too. Awful, awful. You're just like, oh god. But like, the, no, I would oh, say it's this warm. This oh. one, I was like, oh, that would be so oh. much worse. Oh no. Oh, it's warm beer. Oh. Yeah, that whole thing, and like that was just the contest of like who can be the most. Uh, oh, it, it was Max. Max, not Mike. My bad. But so yeah, you know, I could see myself a little bit in each of those characters. I I did do the theater kid thing a little bit. I did have right. a little bit of that innocence and churchiness behind me at one point in time before I got my wits about right. me. And and of course, as I evolved a little bit further, I had a a, a a a small run of popular kid thing, and then that was gone. So it's like cool to be reflected in that kind of a movie that you again. I take away a lot of com comedy. I had a lot of laughs in this movie. Genuine, like, belly gut-busting laughs. But it was a lot of heart. Yeah. So I think this is one of those movies that, like, well, you know, today we're going to be talking about uh, Oscar nominations and award nominations. This movie didn't get any award nominations, and I really think that's... Right. Maybe it makes sense because it's Seth Rogen and there's some, like, ridiculous having fucking kids say coom and, and, and things of that nature like yeah, it, pushing the boundaries you know but like it still had so much heart that I feel like it could have been right. nominated for something Yeah, it's just it's it's where we get to like the difference in like like this movie I could see getting like people's choice award obviously like kids like it's not like it's never gonna like be looked at by the people who vote for these kinds of awards or nominate like 
it's just it's a fun movie, but like no one's gonna give it a second look or a serious look. Like eighth grade by some chance got it and it didn't even get any like Oscar love. And that was like it was more dramatic and heartfelt and it wasn't as silly like I feel like any time a, a a dildo comes out in a movie, that movie's not gonna win awards. I think that's fair. But uh, yeah, dildos don't dildos don't typically win awards, which almost could possibly be the episode title. Oh my God. Just throwing it out there, dildos don't win awards. One thing I, before we um, get out of the the good boys, there's one thing I actually thought was uh, kind of awesome. You know, like how the 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 musical is like Rock of Ages, which is like the big like '80s hair metal. Yeah, there actually is a middle school version of that of that show, like of that Broadway musical that like you can actually have middle school kids do. I'm like, oh, if that was around when I was a kid, that would have been amazing. Man, that's crazy. I actually didn't know that that was a real thing. I mean, I know obviously Rock of Ages is a real thing, but that there's a kid's version is just like... Yeah, I told Liz, and Liz wanted to... Kind of like a course there is? Yeah. Liz wanted to tell her, uh, since she teaches middle school, she wanted to tell like the middle school music teacher about that and be like, make it happen, because that would be awesome. I can see... It's like, here's a, it's like, here's a 20, and also make this happen. Right. I can see, uh, see Ollie doing that in like six years. Oh, yeah, I mean, considering before he goes to bed now, he sings Mother by Danzig just because he digs that song. Yeah. That's nice. I, I can totally... You're yeah, raising him right, too, aren't also, you? as well. We're trying, really. It's very trying. Uh, Kids are hard, man. Like, I'm looking forward to that season of adulting. Like, adulting ain't easy season seven with kids. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's going to be... Those going to be, like, ten-minute episodes at most. Like... <laughs> Love and Mary. Welcome back to Kids for Sale. Oh, shit. Wait, what? Uh, we transported. I really, now I feel like Chris Plant. I really would like to see that come back. Hopefully we can see that soon. Maybe maybe this is the year it comes back. Yeah, I was just talking to him the other day. He's missing us and, and you know, sent his love and whatnot. We always check in on each other. So he's, you know, doing the best he can. It's crazy, man, though. Like, I was at V's this past weekend. And I can't remember if I talked about this on JIC, and I'm, again, uncertain if you've listened, but, like, her basement flooded, like four feet of water. Oh, dang. Well, we had to. Uh, in well, yeah, I know we had some crazy like we were supposed to get a lot, but ended up getting just like a fair amount of snow and ice. But it rained like over the weekend and then snowed ice on top of it, so that's never fun. I had a little bit of moisture in the yeah. basement, but nothing crazy. But yeah, yeah. So we were using their sump pump broke is what happened. Oh. So the groundwater started to seep back through, and their sump pump is like the default keep that from right. ever happening. Right, happen. Just like so you went down there and it's just like, oh, there's like an inch. Like I caught it like right as it started coming. It's like oh, so there's a drop. Like I went to like go get it, came back and it's like oh god, it's higher. Oh no, so it's like with a and it gets oh, it goes quick. It goes so quick. Whew. I uh, it's just gonna do something, but it's like it starts pulling it back, but you can't. You're something like a squeegee, like go to the hole, go to the hole. But look. Well, the way her the way her basement is set up is like okay, so like they live in the in the basement of this house, and it's like really nicely finished and whatnot. Oh, no. but the basement has a pit. Uh huh. So like the it has an even lower section that you can go into. So the pit flooded. Um. The pit's a little bit not fully, like, they didn't level that shit when they were putting the house down or something. Right. So it's a little wonky. Uh-huh. So we had to, like, sweep everything to the fucking sump pump. And then I just was really smart and got some 
really, really high-powered floor fans and just pointing them directly at the floor to push oh, the water towards so, the fucking I got that sump. for a... Just, I had some wet carpet I needed to dry up so it wouldn't, like, mold, and that thing's been invaluable. Like, I just used it... Oh, I had this whole big thing this morning. Um, I, uh... My, uh... My washer dumps into, like, the, like, utility sink. Totally, yeah, I understand. A lot of people's do. Yeah, and, uh... Like, I don't know, something got, like, caught in the drain, so, like, overnight it, like, filled up the sink and then just crested over. So I woke up this morning, just, like, my whole, like, laundry room floor just with, like, a layer of water, like, the rug soaked and all that. And because I have a basement under it, it went through the floor, and then I had, like, the water basement. I'm like, oh, gosh. And I was like, had to get ready for work. So I'm sitting there, like, wiping it up with towels. Got the air, that big carpet air mover in there, just blowing it dry. And I'm like... All right, now I can go to work. Uh, But you don't need coffee when you wake up to that. You're like, I am awake now. Let's do it. All right, let's go. (laughs) Yeah, the the anxiety and stress of all that hits, and you're like, oh, fuck, and we're here. Like, I'm awake. I am not any longer feeling asleep. Uh, But to talk on other movies that I saw, I saw one more other movie. I said Seth Rogen's film. I don't know if you've seen this or not. Long Shot. I have not seen Long Shot yet. Um, what'd you think Bro. of it? Really, really, again, man, a movie full of heart. The story is really genuine. Uh, the script is funny. I'm quickly becoming a Charlize Theron fan when I kind of wasn't for a short time, but the more shit I see her in, the more I'm like, all right, like, you got some pretty fucking good chops. So, in case the people out there don't know what the premise of this movie is, uh, you know, Long Shot is a film where... This lady who is Secretary of State is making her decision to announce she's going to run for presidency in 2020. And she needs some writers because she's not fully relatable. Uh, Some shenanigans happens. And this guy who's writing for a very, like, um, oh, God, HuffPo-type, you know, website gets fired and, and finds his way to this lady Truth be told, they actually know each other, and there's this really awkward moment in their youth that happened. Like, weren't they, like, high and school friends or, like, in, like, the same circle there? She was his babysitter. Oh, which is really weird because I think of Seth Rogen and Charlie Stone as, like, the same age. Pretty much, yeah, but, but I mean, they play it off that she's just a few years older. Just by Well, I guess, like, when you're a kid, like, him... a 16-year-old will babysit a 13-year-old. That's just how it how they do it. And that's pretty much, like, the age range different differential that they have there. But, like, so they have this, like, already chemistry and this awkward moment. And then they fall for each other. But then this whole, like, he's the forbidden fruit. You can't have him because he will drive numbers down and drive people away from wanting to vote from you type shit. It's a very, like, back and forth type lovey movie. But, man, it has a beautiful resolve. There's, like, again, a lot of comedy, a lot of heart. I feel like Seth Rogen is going to at some point find his way and he'll be able to balance comedy heart with, uh, you know, something that can be taken. No offense to what he's done, but a little more seriously and maybe he'll start getting some awards because I think he has the chops to do it. This, these movies, these both of these movies, Good Boys and Longshot, are huge heart movies. Man. Right. They just get you. Well, he's, he's been producing a lot of, like, great films and TV. Like, um, what were we just watching? Preacher? Preacher was good. Uh, the Boys, another one of his. Yeah. Um, what else did I just see? That, but yeah, he. I think him and uh, his partner, 
they're just I think their collaboration is just done great things i think well i think one thing they did that got it's evan goldstein yeah i think it's like evan goldberg evan goldstein something like that but um one thing i thought was uh that movie they did a while back with adam Sandler, that funny people i thought was really good and very like heartfelt and it was almost like true to life for both of them hugely depressing though oh. funny people like is no offense like while I agree with your sentiment on that movie, I still feel like that was like a waste of three hours because it just kills you. It's so painful. It's a painful fucking movie to watch. Like I'm being real. It's there's well, not. It, it, it's just. It's called Funny People, but it is the furthest thing from right. That. I think because it's about comedians. It's about funny people. Yeah, absolutely. I still think and there's real serious. I still think serious Adam. Well, and well, well, we won't get into this, but there's a movie that Adam Sandler made this year that. Didn't get any love at the Oscars, but I got a lot of love outside of it. That I think, I think serious Adam Sandler is like a great actor. He just they don't want him to do that. They want him to be Adam Sandler, the funny guy. So yeah, but um, so I don't like. I think he just uh, he's won some like critics awards on that. But that uncut gems, I think, is one that uh, I'm definitely gonna want to see when it comes out. I think it's already left theaters, but I heard it's like a a mess of a like it messes with your mind watching that movie but it's really good okay so a couple things to take away from uncut gems one i heard that like next week or the week following it's very soon keep your eyes peeled folks it will be on netflix Ooh, i'll keep an eye out for that they're rushing they're rushing it to netflix because of award season interesting uh i think they're trying to get like a push of people to be like no fucking seriously what are you doing um, because it has like some real, uh, you know, merit and there's some rapper or actor or some, Oh, it's, uh, I think it's Kevin Garnett. He's in the movie. It, it may, but it's not him. He's in the movie, but there's somebody else who's like a, a show stealer for the movie that like everyone's talking about is just like absolutely incredible. Can't believe the acting chops. I'm going to look it up right now while we're chit chatting and see if I can find exactly because I, I literally just saw this article yesterday it was uncut gems star um let's see oh uh, i just saw the thing it's coming to netflix outside of the u.s on january 31st then coming to the u.s soon after that so the art so so yeah so the fact that's going to like non-us means like by probably late February, we'll see it this side of the Atlantic. It's really interesting. I, I'm sure it's all about how they have to do the contracts, why it can't just... All of Netflix can't get the same stuff at the same time, but... I don't know. I'm, uh... have to see how it all shakes out. Yeah, I'm trying to find this. I hate the internet because, you know, you see something on the internet and you're like, oh, yeah, dude, I'm going to remember that. It's easy to find. And then you can't find Yeah, that's – I have the issues. So I'll see, like, an article that's like, oh, I want to talk about that. I mean, I need to, like, bookmark and then I'll, like, save it. And then, like, it'll somehow disappear. And I'm like, God, what was it? And then you try and search for it, can't find it. And you're like, God, I give up. Okay, I'm just going through the whole, like, cast list here. Um – I know um, the lady from Frozen is in it, but I know that's not what you're thinking about. Idina Menzel, yeah. yeah. 
She's in it. No, it was... God, I thought it was like a rapper or a fucking... Well, the basketball... There's a, there is a basketball player, but that's not who you're thinking of. You already knew he was in it. Kevin Ke- Kevin Garnett. The Weeknd is in it. Oh. I don't know if it was him. Um, let's see. No, I... No idea, guys. Sorry fun. that I fit... <laughs> that is cool. Um... Huh. Huh. Well. Yeah, guys. So I suck. Sorry <laughs> that I don't have a better knowledge of what I'm trying to fucking tell you about that I can't remember because my brain's destroyed. Yeah, no worries. It's great. You wanna? Lovely. You wanna? This go is ahead. a huge fucking cast. Yeah. Oh my god. I was like scrolling for four minutes. Yeah. Holy shit. You wanna? You wanna jump into the uh, the Oscar nominees? Yeah. Let's officially talk about it, man. Because I think that you know. It, we are foodies watching movies. I think it goes without saying. You had briefed on award season, the the last special. Yeah. And this is really where this is my this is like other awards are cool and whatever, but like the Oscars have some special feel for me. A lot of my friends who I have really value their opinions uh, are big into the Oscars. You yourself included, Veronica obviously well, included in that. I remember V's talking about on probably a previous week, probably like back when I was in my apartment. So that was like her, like they'd have Oscar watching parties like every year when she was younger. Absolutely, man. So like it's a, it's a fucking big deal, you know? And like I've tried to be more educated and I like to watch more um, thought-provoking films or movies that move you in different ways and, and art on a higher level that's not just, like, at the base level what you're supposed to feel or whatever. Right. So, and, I mean, we've even had, you know, we did the Oscar wrap-up special one year from your apartment. Yeah, that... Uh, so, let's see. So, like, we, we have this very special... Um, thing with the oscars last year's oscars were really great a lot of good movies year before same Mm -hmm. this year's got some awesome movies unfortunately i've not seen a lot of them but fortunately a lot of them are ready for me to watch i just have to sit down and do it so let's get let's go ahead and get into this bro i'll start off visual effects let's just get right into it the nominees are avengers endgame the Irishman, 1917, The Lion King, and Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. Now, I have seen two of these films. How many of them have you seen, my I friend? I have seen three. I know the, I know what you've seen. The only one I've seen that you haven't is I saw the live-action Lion King, or the heavily special effects Lion King, because it's not, there's no... I really appreciate your correction on that. Yes, the total visual effects Lion King that's just solid. Yeah. It's solid as hell. I did. Um, yeah, I, uh, I think I looked it up, and it's there's one actual video, like one actual like filmed thing in real life that they used. And it was like the first like five seconds of the movie is just like a, an actual like African scene, and then it transitions immediately in. So. Jesus, that's amazing. I actually thought you were going to say you've seen The Irishman, which is a Netflix flick. I want to, but I'm I wanted surprised. to wait. And, uh, I, I just haven't had time to like sit and give three and a half hours to a movie if it is a Martin Scorsese film. 
Bro, I feel you totally. Uh, and then also 1917, which is getting rave reviews from many people I know, just saying it's absolutely visually stunning and it is totally an amazing piece of cinema yeah, history. The, the, so I, I uh, love a good war film. Like it's got like Saving Private Ryan vibes. I mean, it's a World War One film, which we don't see too much of. Everyone likes World War Two, but it looks like I know the whole thing. They're pushing the whole thing. How was like it's filmed like one consistent shot over like. So it's just like the whole film is just like one moment in time, like one like two and a half hour chunk of a of a soldier's life. It's not like showing a week. It's just like it almost seems like it's entirely unedited. Like it's just like here's it starts and it's gonna go right till that point's over. So kind of has a raw documentary esque feel without being that. Right. So I'm I'm all for it. It's, uh, Sam Mendes directed it. So um, and I think we get we'll get to that later I... as well. But it's a uh, I look at the go ahead. I just I look at this list and you know obviously you think oh maybe Avengers could win oh maybe Star Wars Rise Skywalker. I really think 1917 is probably the odds on favorite to win right. in this category. Yeah, I think if you, um yeah, if you went I think for Yeah, it's it's a tough one cuz it's like if you say like oh most visual effects then you could say like oh it could be like well, the Lion King, well, Lion, Lion King, King is the all whole fucking movie. Things. Like, if you go for like the visual effects in more of like a sci-fi fantasy, then you can go, oh, Star Wars or Avengers. I mean, the Irishman. The only reason it's got the visual effects is because they de-aged three of the greatest actors of a certain genre that we've ever had. Well, and also to be fair, Star Wars: Rise of Skywalker brought somebody back from the dead. They did. That was uh the visual effects of editing in and out. And did you um? You may have touched on this. I, I can't remember about how Billy Lord was a stand-in for young Leia. They kind of CGI mapped her over her in that one scene. You know, I didn't actually cover that, but yes, that is something that I have read, which is awesome. That's cool. I think that's really appropriate. I think the fact that she was there for the film, and I think that means more to have her flesh and blood in that in that movie or in that like moment as her. So. Yeah, I think I think 1970 is probably the odds favorite. I'm hoping Avengers Endgame or Star Wars get some love here, and I know we can kind of talk about it as it gets a little bit further into the nominees. But the next up we have is costume design. So the nominees are The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And Going out on a limb, you've seen three of these movies. I have seen two of these movies. Wow, you haven't seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood yet? I have not. I am a... That that is surprising. That is ultra surprising to me, my friend. Right, Liz and I are playing... You know, like, Liz and I do that that showcase every year, so that's one of the ones that we're just playing to see together when it comes. Oh, okay, sweet. Yeah, I was actually going to ask you at some point in this if you guys were planning on doing the yeah, showcase they, again. But answered question. Yeah, we just have to wait and see when those when it's happening. I don't think they've come out with like the dates or when that whole thing. So soonish. Obviously, it has to happen before the Oscars. So we'll kind of see when all that shakes out. But yeah. So um, like we've talked about before, I've seen Jojo Rabbit and I've seen Joker. Both very different films. Um Jojo Rabbit, I can't wait for you to see it. I know you're going to love it. Is it, like, comedy-driven, or is it, like, got some more seriousness to um, it? The best way I can describe it is it's... 
it's very satirical and comedic for about two-thirds of the film, and then it makes a hard left into dramatic, or right, depending on... Oh, shit. So, <laughs> and you'll know right when it happens, um, and you're just going to be prepared for it, and it might emotionally affect you. Oh, no. I could see you and... I, I actually could see the you, Sarah, and Veronica, if you're all watched together to all have that when that when the shift happens i could see a lot of like all three of you having a moment so i just prepare yourself for when you go to watch that movie now i feel like i need to like pre-screen it to protect them from whatever this is that you're warning me of oh shit um um yeah i'm i'm more just just to put it this way i tell you i'm more worried about veronica okay uh, okay so but um but I've heard, uh, obviously, the Irishman, it's period costumes, and I've seen, from the trailers I've seen, I haven't watched the movie, it looks good. Little Women, another period piece. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, like, the rest, actually, the rest of them are all, like, period pieces. Really, all of them are. There's no modern, oh my gosh, there's a very unhappy cat. Yeah, she's being loud, I'm, I just kicked her out. <laughs> yeah, the, she just came in to say hi. It's really, yeah, I realized that, like, all of those films are not modern clothing all of them are set in a different time because once one time in hollywood is obviously like like the 60s 70s 60s 70s irishman is over a period of time uh jojo rabbit's obviously world war ii joker is kind of has that 80s set uh and little women is like early 1900s late 18 i don't remember the i've never seen little women any of the adaptions read the book any of that i don't know the costuming looks okay. looks like it takes place a long time ago. My guess is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood wins this. Yeah, I think I love the costumes in Jojo Rabbit, but I don't know if they're gonna go for it. I my my I mean, it's hard to give the Nazi Germany uh, look a costume design award. It's oh, a, it's I a little difficult. Can I wait for you to see? Uh, yeah, you're uh. Your boy Sam Rockwell will make you laugh hilarious. Like you're gonna laugh throughout his whole role in this, but that his awesome. his costume in in towards the end is is a treat. You'll see. Uh, you want to uh, go over the next category? Yeah, I was just getting ready to bring her up. Here are the nominees for makeup and hair: Bombshell, Joker, Judy, Maleficent, Mistress of Evil. In 1917. Now, have you seen Maleficent? I know it's a not really for our demographic, but I don't know if that's a movie that's Ollie could even care to watch. No, this is uh, another category that, as of right now, I've seen none. Joker and Judy both on the list. I definitely want to see that Judy Garland biopic. Now, I've heard uh, with yeah, I've heard Zellweger. Uh, is amazing. Like she disappears into that role. Bombshell. I've heard really good things about because. Uh, the makeup and like hair work really made like Charlize Theron and uh, Nicole Kidman look like those the those Fox News people. So, and to see like how they turned um, oh what is his name the uh, John Lithgow turned him into uh, was it Roger Ailes? Not Roger Ailes. What's his name? The head of uh, Fox or owner oh, of Fox. Uh... Rupert Murdoch. Rupert Murdoch. I don't know why Roger Ailes. Roger Ailes is another one of those people. That's the one that... Um, yeah. 
Oh, Russell Crowe became this year in another movie or miniseries or something. Yeah, whenever they make like a fit guy, put him in a fat suit, put makeup on him. Like that's how. Uh... Oh, what was his name? I'm I'm really, it's getting late, so I'm losing my remembrance of actor names. The guy who played Sirius Black. Uh... Oh, f- fuck, duck. Uh, Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman, yeah, because when he became uh, Winston Churchill, he got all the love for that. Uh, last year, two years ago, whenever that one came out, Darkest Hour. Two years. Yeah. So, like, I, my vote on this one's Judy. Judy would be great. I honestly wouldn't be surprised if it was like Maleficent because there's a lot of, lot of makeup in that, and apparently, if it got nominated, they like that movie. But it'll it'll be interesting to see. Any of those, I'd be happy with though. Sure. Um, next up, we have original song. So we have I Can't Let You Throw Yourself Away from Toy Story 4, I'm Gonna Love Me Again from Rocket Man, I'm Standing With You from Breakthrough, Into the Unknown from Frozen 2, and Stand Up from Harriet. Have you seen any of these films, Nate? Negative, and there are only there's only one on the list that I would want to see. Rocket Man? Oh, yeah. Oh, you need to... I wa- Liz and I watched that because... Uh, it's already out on like rental now, so Liz and I rented it and watched it. Oh, I liked it because uh, I don't. Know, did you ever see Bohemian Rhapsody? No, I actually didn't watch the movie because the girls watched it on their own accord and hated it, just like I knew I would hate it. Right. And they like ripped that movie to shreds. Yeah. It was kind mystery science theater level comedy coming out of Sarah and Veronica over how much they hated this movie. So you do a riff, a riff track on it. Um, but yeah, Rocket Man, I, I liked it's a, a lot great idea. better than Bohemian Rhapsody just because it's framed more like a movie musical than like a movie biopic. So it's like the, sure. the way the, it's a little more fantastical too, which Elton John, it's not unsurprising. The fact that Taron Edgerton actually like See, singing, he's not, like, uh, being dubbed by, like, the real singer. So, and we've already seen that uh, I'm Gonna Love Me Again was actually already won the Golden Globe, so that's already a good sign. Um, oh, yeah. Toy Story 4, I I saw the movie, I honestly don't remember that song. I'm sure it came through, and it was one of the, it's like every Toy Story song has that, like, ah, get you in the feels, but... I don't think it's going to win. I haven't seen Frozen 2, haven't seen Frozen 1, so... And then... Won't won't see Frozen. No, thank you. I heard that movie was abysmal, though. Frozen is a disaster. Yeah, we... Uh, Frozen 2. Yeah, and uh, surprise enough, it didn't get nominated for a Best Animated Film. We'll get to it later, but it got snubbed, even though people thought it was, like... Some people thought it was the odds favorite just because of its notoriety. But, no, did not. And then I want to see Harriet when it comes out, that uh, Harriet Tubman movie, because that looks pretty good. And then Breakthrough, I know, is like yeah. a really Christian movie. Yeah. So that, have you seen, did you ever see the trailer for it where like, the kid like falls through the ice and they think he's going to die? It's got the guy who played Luke Cage in it. No. Mike Coulter, I think yeah, is his name. Yeah, Mike Coulter. So I had no interest in seeing the movie. It was just like a bunch of like... It almost seemed like more like a light, not like a lifetime movie, but it seemed yeah like more like one of those type of films. So it was just never like anything. But yeah, my my money's on I'm gonna love me again, and the fact that like they, I'm pretty sure they wrote it for the film, so it's written by Elton John and his longtime writing partner. So 
Ooh, or, or like it would be really dope if there it was like maybe an unused track from way back when that they reworked. Yeah. You know, and, uh, I know when they when they won the Golden Globe, they said it's the it's the first award that they get to share because it's always been since it's always a collaboration. Elton John's always been the one to receive the award, but now his writing partner gets the gets they get to share an award, which is a real treat for them. They said they have a they have a fifty two year marriage essentially from their their partnership. Hell yeah, that's awesome. All right. Uh, All right. Well, moving on to original score. Score's a little different than the original song. Yeah. Score can, uh, you know, the, that's where the movie can really move you and take you places I'd here. I'd love to see you pronounce uh, that original... first one, but I don't think you can. I am going to try. All right. Uh, original score Joker by Hildur Gunadotir. Little Woman by Alexander Desplat. Alexandre Desplat, my bad. Marriage Story, Randy Newman. Who doesn't love a good Randy Newman joke? God damn it. Uh, 1917 by Randy's pissed off cousin Thomas Newman. Yeah, I, they're not related, but I think it's a little <laughs> funny. <Just> that... <laughs> Sorry, I had to say it. God damn it. And then uh, Star Wars Rise of Skywalker, John Williams. John Williams, like 52nd nomination or something. Yeah, has he ever won one? He's won a f- quite a few, I think. I think he's won like 11 I, I, or something crazy. Yeah, he's got to be like the odds-on favorite for this. But I've heard a lot of great things about the Marriage Story score. I've heard that, and then the lady who did Joker, she won the Golden Globe. She's won some other awards, so I wouldn't be surprised if it was her. So I think it's pretty wide open. John Williams, I think, is the most famous of the... Well, like, Alexander Desplat's on a bunch. But I don't know. I think it could really go either way. The fact that it's also it's John Williams' last score for a Star Wars movie. Like, he's come out and said, like, he's Ugh. done. This is his... He's getting up there. I'm, I'm, he might just retire from composing. I mean, you'd have to, He's you like, know? what? He's in his... So he was born in 1932. Like, he's 87, and he's still... Okay. Oh, I was wrong. He has five Academy Awards. 24 Grammys oh, and yeah so but yeah either way good good work and I yeah really anything could come of these I'd be fine with it next up we have production design we have The Irishman Jojo Rabbit 1917 Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Parasite now if you, we've already talked about the other films but have you heard anything uh, do you know much, anything about parasite you know what's weird i feel like somebody just the other day told me about this movie and i can't for the fucking life of me remember a single word they said about the movie yeah it's a. Uh, obviously it's a uh it's a non-english it's a it's a foreign film yeah clearly um it's taken like everyone who's seen it has loved it like it's a lot of people have it as like their their odds favorite to to win it all like, it's, uh, apparently it's great. Like, the guy, he gave a speech about it and said, basically, to, like, once you, um, once you get over the one inch of, like, subtitles, you can open yourself up to so much more film and, like, really expand your, your cultural horizons of, like, cinema. And I'm like, that's how you get it. But yeah, I've heard, Grace, I heard it's, like, a really interesting story. I can't wait to see it. Um. But yeah, South Korean, it's kind of comedic. It's a black comedy thriller film, so I'm all 
I'm all for it. Okay. Okay. Uh, somebody just showed me a trailer the other day just talking about foreign films. Uh, uh, this Russian film called Coma with a K. And that movie looks fucked up. It's like Inception and in this death world. It's like fucking weird, man. Anyways. Thinking of, an, uh, of Inception, did you see the trailer for Tenant? The new Nolan film? Yes, I did see it uh, when I went and saw my second helping of Rise of Skywalker. Oh. We saw the Tenet trailer, and I was impressed. It's definitely Very impressed. Nolan back to form. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm all for that. So, Yeah, uh, excited for that movie for sure. Mm-hmm. Excited to see Parasite as well. Uh, I read subtitles anyways because I'm partially deaf, so that shit doesn't affect me. Right. Let's move on to sound mixing. Speaking of deafness, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Ad Astra, the Brad Pitt flick, I do believe. Mm-hmm. Right, Brad, Brad Pitt. Uh, Ford versus Ferrari, Joker, 1917, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. My guess is going to go to Ford versus Ferrari because car sound mixing and like Music and all that. revving and all yeah. that shit. Yeah, they're. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely... Th- but also, space. Yeah, that having to play with, like, the absence of sound and trying to get everything to... Yeah, that's... I still think I have my money on Ford v. Variety, but it, it could go either way. Um, sound editing is the next category, which is a little different than sound mixing. Honestly, someone's explained it to me, and I'm like, I... I don't like, sound mixing is how you deal with all the sounds, and sound editing is how you put all the sounds together. It's... Yeah. Quickly. Let me help you. Sound mixing is like EQ. You know, you've got your highs, your mids, and your lows. And you've got to dial everything in because everything's at a different frequency. And if you don't have everything dialed in, you will get what's called, like, essentially the fuzz. You'll have, it'll be really distorted, hard to to really listen through what's going on. Editing is more the art of that cup just spilled. What did that sound like? That lady just lit that on fire and yeah sure you can you know take the live cue of that but there's a lighter sound that they've got to utilize that's you know and they got to mix it to be the right level and edit it in into the exact moment of the movie when they need it or whatever so it's just the difference between uh your levels versus when you're utilizing things you have to edit into the film gotcha all right I think. Yeah, I think that makes sense. And is it, it? But who are our sound editing nominees, my friend? It looks like they're the same, except uh, you swap out Ad Astra for Star Wars: Rise of Skywalker. Everything else is the Interesting. same. You got still have Ford before you still have Joker, still have nineteen seventeen, and still Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So, I, I I'm, I'm kind of surprised that Skywalker didn't get in for both. But yeah, you know, because there's a lot of. Do you know what's interesting to note? Do you know what's interesting to note here too? I just kind of realized it, and no one's really talking about how 1917 also has got a huge Oscar sweep. Like everyone's talking about Joker's noms, but like I've not really heard how. I didn't realize 1917 had so many nominations. It's crazy. Yeah, it's got it's got quite a bit. Um, I think Joker had the most, and like 1917 had the the second highest amount overall. It's in, a, it's in a bunch of categories, and I'm sure just because it's a war movie, like that's one thing that like the voting body loves is a a movie about war and just how the the struggles with it and how taking like young kids and putting them in these kind of environments. But yeah, it's really interesting to see that it's 
kind of has this level of acclaim. Because I remember, like, Dunkirk just a few years ago, which was um, also another war film, played a lot with uh, kind of some crazy environments. That's Chris Nolan, too, that right? That was. That's when he did his, his war film and, like, sunk legit battleships during that. Like, put cameras in there and just, let's just sink it and record it and then do it. I'm like, all right, do it. I'm ready for you. No. Um, next up, we have film editing, uh, which is like, we're kind of in all the editing phase now. We have Ford v. Ferrari, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Parasite. So, hmm. talk- my guess is going to be Jojo Rabbit because... Uh, as you look at the not winning awards but nominated at some point you think they might throw some of these guys at least one bone jojo rabbit has to at least take something i think this might be one of them yeah i'm thinking uh we'll get to the category later but i'm kind of hoping uh taika gets get some some love there but i think if anything for jojo comes through i think he'll be happy he's definitely a team player kind of guy from the way he's done interviews and all of his personality um. All right. All right. Best international feature film. Right, and you know that they've. Uh, it used to be called foreign language film, but they've changed it to international. So that's that's fun. Yeah, a little bit more uh, PCness, I guess. You know, it, it sounds better. Mm-hmm. Foreign it means uh, not of your own kind. I think we all speak the language of movies. That's why you can relate to some of the movies that are going to be in this category as uh, we talk about them. Best International Feature Film nominees are Corpus Christi, Honeyland, Le Miserable, which I guess they must have remade somewhere. It's a... Uh, Pain and Glory. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, actually, Le Miserable is not based on, like, the the book or the play or any of that. It's a different story that happens to have the same title. Oh, okay. That's the French for you. And then lastly... Lovely. And then lastly, we've been talking about it a little bit leading up to this category, Parasite. Yes. Um, um, which might win, honestly. Yeah, given given the odds, given the fact that it's already a Best Picture nominated film, I think it's clearly going to just... This is probably an easy win for them. And I don't know. Wow, I didn't realize it was a Best Picture nom, too. I just looked and saw it. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. I know we're going to get to that later, but damn. Yeah. Uh, that's insane. Yeah, it's... It's because I remember last year we had that thing with uh, Roma, which was that uh, that other uh, foreign language only thought might win Best Picture that got close, but it. I think the fact that it also was a Netflix film kind of hurt it. But there's definitely a lot more streaming based movies in this this year, so we'll have to see how it shakes out. Um, For sure. What's up next, brother? Best live action short film. And I honestly, I never like. You know, I tried. They're just harder to come by i've never seen any of these like the short films um so the nominees the nominees are brotherhood nefta foot club the neighbor's window sock bro hold up one second <laughs> nefta's football club that's what it says nefta no but you said nefta's foot club oh i did i thought i said football club i'm sorry you missed the word ball and it just cracked my shit up. <laughs> Nefta's oh my Foot God, Club. That was funny. Nefta's Foot Club. I mean, it's a club for everything, right? Um, hey, hell yeah. Uh, the other nominees are Saria, 
or Saria, and then a sister. So fun. Not a brother. Not a sister. A sister. And the name, the neighbor's window. Okay. I thought it was the neighbor's widow, and I was like, oh, that's a, it's a whole other type of film there. <laughs> Two totally different things. <laughs> uh. It's like one movie, very somber. Man, my neighbor, he was a cool dude. Then he died and left his lady behind. Now she's a widow. The neighbor's widow. The end. And then, like, the window, it's like my neighbor's window. I looked in. Oh, shit, I saw his cat. His cat just puked on the floor. Do I call him and tell him at work? The end. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's what you would see looking through someone's window. It's just like, God. Hey, that's real shit, man. Dang cat. Or like, oh man, the dog has just destroyed the couch and pooped on the floor. What do we do? The dog pooped on the cat. I don't know do what to do. Him? Do I just leave it be? Do I tell him? The dog pooped on the cat. Oh no. It's a smart dog. No. Oh no. Uh, oh jeez. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's all right. All right. Uh, Best documentary short subject. Let's get into it. In the absence. Learn to skateboard in a war zone. Dude, that's a fucking dope that's title. A, that's that's evocative. Yes, it is. Life Overtakes Me, St. Louis Superman, hmm. Walk, Run, Cha-Cha. Is it a dance movie? I don't know. Definitely that learning... Cha-Cha, real slow. Definitely that learning to skateboard in a war zone is... That one, I think, just has my attention. Like, what? Because that just... Just the name alone, you're like, damn. Yeah. All right, next up is Best Documentary Feature. We have American Factory... The Cave, The Edge of Democracy, For Sama, and Honeyland. I think the one that grabs my is The Edge of Democracy, because I feel like that's got to be timely to what's going on with us right now in the world. We're not going to get into that today, but I definitely feel like that's... Well, and I'm pretty sure that's the one that features uh, President Barack Obama... Uh, as a part of the documentary, and he being a part of it now technically has been nominated. Yeah, I think it's either him. Uh, I think it's either that one or American Factory that he is involved with in some way. Yeah, I, I can't remember which one it is, but I know that he's nominated, and there'll be a tweet storm about it at some point. Oh, for sure. <clears throat> one one thing is Trump always wanted was a bunch of Hollywood types talking about him, and if they're talking about the former president, he'll be like, "Not on my watch." No. It burns. Ah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Up next, yeah. uh, l- let's talk that cinematography, yes. which is one of my favorite categories because cinematography in a film, cinematography in a film, how you shoot the movie, mm-hmm. the way you transition, your movements, the camera pans, the light angles, every, just every, all the small little details can really make or break a movie right. and make you be fully immersed or not. Yeah. So this is a, a big category for me. Yeah. Uh, and although I haven't seen any of the nominations, four of the five are on my radar for sure. Um, but five of the five, because if it's nominated, it's probably good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so first up, The Irishman, a Netflix film. Uh, up next, The Joker. Or Joker. Uh, then The Lighthouse. 1917. And finally, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yes. I know The Lighthouse is the first uh, nomination it's popped up for. I watched the trailer for it. It looks seriously messed up. It's black and white film, just two guys outside a lighthouse. It's Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson looking like they're going through some serious shit. So I definitely want to see it, but it looks like it 
one of those like lost at sea kind of just like going crazy. So sounds heavy. Oh yeah. I've ever seen the period? I'm like, it looks like kind of like the old timey black and white filming. It almost looks like it's almost like gonna be a little scratchy, fuzzy around the edges, like those old black and white films are. But oh, I love. But that. I think you could argue that, like I think cinematography and like the director and the cinematographer like to be like make the movie the movie like. If you have a great director, but they can't shoot the movie at all, like, does not look good. But I have this vision, but no one to help carry the vision out. What the fuck do I do? Yes. I don't make the movie, or it just becomes a suck-ass movie like Fantastic Four. Oh, it's fantastic. Sorry to just throw that under the bus. Oh, was that, was that nominated, Nate? Is that what you're talking about? Is it, is it up here? It, it might have been nominated for a fucking raspberry. <laughs> Probably was. Yeah, you goddamn right. What's up next, bro? Those have come out yet. That's something that would be fun to talk about later. Uh, Oh, we could do it. All right, next up we have original screenplay. So this one we have Knives Out by Ryan Johnson, Marriage Story by Noah Baumbach, 1917 by Sam Mendes and Christy Wilson Carnes, once Upon a Time in Hollywood by Quentin Tarantino and Parasite by Bong Joon-ho and Jim Wan Han. That's a mouthful. Not no no easy. Man, there's is... no easy names here. There's no Tom Smith. Sam Mendes is probably the closest. No. I will say just and and to just talk in closeness of easiness. Like also, there's no easy route for who wins this particular category. That is true. Uh, I've heard Knives Out is absolutely stellar. I saw it. I've heard Marriage Story. Okay, you saw Knives Out. Oh my god! Discuss real quick. I think. Um, okay. I think Knives Out. I of the Ryan Johnson films I've seen, I think it's my favorite. Okay. Um, which isn't a big. I think I've only seen two of his other films, one of which was uh, Star Wars: The Last Jedi. L- Last Jedi. Right, but mm-hmm. I think the cast is great. It's definitely. It looks like like almost. It feels almost like you're adapting. Like, it could have been, like, an Agatha Christie, but it's, like, it's its own thing. It's got Swiss turns. I just, I loved it. It was, like, a modern clue. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to go watch that tonight. Swish. Uh, that's definitely on my list, yeah. Uh, and I saw just a small clip of Marriage Story, and it made me very uncomfortable. Yeah, it looks like, I've heard it's going to do amazing. Like, I've heard it's love, but I'm, I'm not looking forward to, like, Sitting next to Liz watching that movie, because I heard it's just like, if you're in a long-term relationship, it's going to, it's not going to be hard to watch, but it's going to be like, it's going to put you in a, in a bad state of mind. Well, not only that, though, I think it also just like forces you to reflect on shit you've been through with your significant other right. or others or however you look at it. And like, and the realities of like, listen, man, no, there is no such thing as the perfect relationship. There's no such thing as... Because you know what, man? Here's the thing: that being 32 years old and like and reflecting, like people have bad days, mm-hmm. and and your significant other can is by they have every goddamn right on earth to wake up and have a bad day, and you got to try to navigate those waters together. And uh, marriage story, I think, just makes people face right. that on a really high level. Right. So it's like uh, watch it alone or something, you know? Don't watch it. Right. With and I know there's like a kid involved. Uh, it always makes it harder. Oh, ten times, man. Ten times is fucking hard. But, uh, and we'll, we'll talk about some of the people that are nominated coming out of that movie as well. Yes. Uh, but original screenplay, you know, you almost think maybe Parasite has an odds-on favorite to win this just because it's 
getting such uh, ground. Right. And so many people are talking about it. And I wouldn't be surprised if they, um, if this is where they chose to like reward uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, just give it to Quentin Tarantino. If no one else... Has he ever won one? Ah, uh, did he? I know people in his films, but I don't know if he's actually won one directly. He's been nominated a bunch, but I don't think he actually has a win to his name. But I could be wrong. I'm, I'm going to look right now. Sure, please do. Let's see what we have. Uh, I love this. The R&D department kicking that ass today. Having to use it a bunch. Okay, he has... Oh, no, there's just his films that have won. I don't know if he's actually won for them. That, that's that's tricky. He... Uh... Yeah, I don't know if he's actually won that one just true. himself. His films have won, like, been nominated, like, because obviously... Like, like Pulp Fiction was great. You got Inglorious Bastards. Didn't Inglorious Bastards won something? Yeah. It did. I think it it went it won for a didn't Christoph Waltz win for that movie? Yes. And like Django, hatefully, like you get they're they get, but I don't know if it's like if he has a win for himself. Like I don't think he has like I don't think he's got a directing whenever or so this might be the chance to give him some recognition. Sure. Hell yeah. Love it. Um. <clears throat> Up next is Adapted Screenplay. All right. So this is a work that already exists being reworked into a movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Irishman, Steven Zalian. Jojo Rabbit, Taika Waititi. Joker, Todd Phillips, Scott Silver. Little Women by Greta Gerwig. And The Two Popes by Anthony McCartan. Hopefully I did not butcher any names. I think all those sound right. Um... Two Popes is another Netflix film that I want to see just because it's Jonathan Price and uh, Anthony Hopkins. So I'm definitely up for two of those guys. And I heard they basically like recreated the Vatican on like a soundstage for the movie. And I'm like, okay, let's, let's see that. Damn, that's intense. I mean, even if you're not like a religious person, I think still the fact that you get these two like classic heavyweight actors, it's probably why a lot of people like the Irishman, but I'm always down for more Anthony Hopkins. He's having, he's having a nice resurgent in his like later years. Even though he's early had like a slowdown period, but he's been in a bunch of stuff for I think the last decade. That have been out knocking out on the ballpark yes. level movies. It's not like he sailed off into the sunset to do a bunch of shit right. no one cares about and then came back into the stardom. He just has been working on a diverse bunch of movies and then just happened to like I mean, I think his real you want to talk about it like a renaissance of Anthony Hopkins was around the time he took the uh, role of Odin. Yeah, definitely. Because I think after that time he he did the Westworld, taking a fun media yep. role in that. He's just he's just doing his thing, not playing like lead roles, but playing substantial roles all the same. So definitely all for that. Uh, next up we have animated short, which uh, still really haven't seen, but we have. To Sarah? Yeah, I have no idea how to say that one, bro. D followed by C, it's... Is it Silent? I don't know. Either way. To Sarah. Then we have Hair Love. Kit Bull, which sounds like a movie about pets. I don't know. We have Memorable mm-hmm. and Sister. And I think there was another short that was like A Sister. So we have Sister and A Sister, which is fun. Um, so yeah, I, I, had, I have nothing to say about the short films. Uh, S- 
same other than hair love could be perceived in a lot of different gross ways that I don't want to you know, particularly or they, or they just really liked 80s hair bands ooh or that too yeah 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 I'm into that alright uh, up next animated feature how to train your dragon the hidden worlds or the hidden world my bad no s uh, I lost my body that sucks for you bro descriptive <laughs> Klaus Klaus it's either Klaus or Missing. Klaus I don't know I'm going to do Klaus. Yeah. I'm not sure, though. Maybe Klaus, though, because it's Sergio. I'm not... That's... You got me there. Hmm. Missing Link and Toy Story 4. All right. And like I said, there's no Frozen 2, which a lot of people were surprised by, but... If definitely... If you're, if you're, I think Missing Link has a chance. Missing Link won the globe. And it's Claymation. So I think there's a lot more involved there. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised about How to Train Your Dragons. I don't think... Any other film in the in the run has won, even though I think it's been nominated. So possibly they can they could reward this one for the the series. But and the only one I I haven't really heard of I think Claus or Klaus is on Netflix as well, if I'm not mistaken. And I've heard nothing about I Lost My Body, but yeah, I think I don't know. I honestly you're like my body is still attached. No worries. I don't know. I feel like that movie needs that. Movie title is an exclamation at the point at the end. Just like, I lost my body! Like, uh-oh. <laughs> ah! Oh, my God. I lost it. It's gone. All right. What's up next, dog? We have director. So, hey. getting into the, the big end. So, director, we have Martin Scorsese for The Irishman. We have Todd Phillips for Joker. Sam Mendes for 1917. Quentin Tarantino for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And Bong Joon-ho for Parasite. So, definitely some love there. It's still really surprising that Todd Phillips, who's just been like a, uh, kind of just like a comedy director, like did like the Hangover films and done a bunch of like, those kinds of stuff to now go into this. And I actually heard someone talk about it, that if, if it made the same movie, but took the Joker as a, like a, as a character, like, if you just made him just a guy, guy in clown makeup, he wasn't the Joker, it wasn't in way associated DC, it wouldn't have had the same impact. If he knows the exact same film set in like New York instead of Gotham and all that, that it would just be a really interesting film. But it wouldn't be in? on this level that people are talking about. <laughs> it would have made like a billion dollars. What do you think? Damn. I know you haven't seen it, but I don't know what you think. Um, I think that this movie has a lot of merit because you had a lot of controversy swirling leading up to this movie. Obviously, you had the Aurora shooting that happened in, during The Dark Knight right. when it came out, or The Dark Knight Rises, I'm sorry, mm -hmm. when that came out. So, like, uh, tensions are high. Todd Phillips doesn't want to step on any toes. You've got uh, interviews at some point saying, we didn't even think about the comics. They don't exist to right. us. This is our own thing. Then they backtrack and say, no, that's not what we're saying. We definitely love that character. We definitely took cues from that character. However, this is us telling a totally different kind of original tale. Um, I think that, yeah, if you take away the Joker aspect of it, I think we'd be talking about the movie for different reasons, and it would just be more like a, just a think piece and less like, a, well, this DC Comics movie, because that's what everyone's really hyped on, mm -hmm is getting Oscar nominations, right. and possibly rightfully so, because, you know, every fucking person that I value their opinion on who has seen this movie 
says it's amazing. So it's like, fuck, man. You know, like, shit. Right. I mean, it's... it's it's. I really enjoyed the film. I can see why some people have issues with it, but I, I thought it was great. Um, I don't think it's, like, empowering, like, the people... Like, uh... Like, not the... I don't want to just say white people, but it's, uh... The... It's not... I'm trying to think how they like the people that feel like they're like losing their their status in the world. It's not like empowering them to go cause havoc, but it's still I think it's great. And I remember reading somewhere that yeah. um I don't know when Todd Phillips I think approached DC and Warner Brothers about this, I think at one point there was talks of like not like a trilogy, but he wanted to do kind of what he did with the Joker with some other like DC villains like uh like um, like uh, like Mister Freeze and some other of the of the big characters, but doing it kind of in this kind of style and more biographical in a different way. But I'm saying like I'd be I'd almost be down for that just to get a different take. But I feel like let other directors take a stab at it. Totally, totally agree with that. Uh, I'm having a hard time here determining, and let me tell you, Scorsese's won Best Director before, I'm pretty sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I can tell you now, after doing a little tiny bit of research, that Mr. Tarantino has never won that nomination. Uh, he has been nominated another time, which was, uh, for Pulp Fiction back in 94. He won Best Written Screenplay, um, for Pulp Fiction in 94. Okay. As well as best original screenplay for Django. All right, so he so he has gotten some love for his films, per, like personally, to him, but personal love, correct? So I don't know. I, honestly, I could go, like, I'd be happy with it. There's like no one. I'm like, if the, if this movie wins, I'm out. In terms of director, I think all the all of them have done great jobs. So I'm fine with. I mean, is now the time where I bring up fuck Scorsese? I'm just kidding, obviously. Uh, for his. I respect his his body of work way too much to be like that. Right. Like, I think his he has a very limited opinion on the Marvel shit. I think that in a lot of ways that's almost like an okay boomer type right. thing. Like sure, it, sit down it's, with your opinion. His opinion is just a product of, of the of his time. Like I wasn't. They're not. It's, exactly. not, it's not like they're making those movies for him. Like exactly. It, he's just. He's just like if you would have said like, which I think he said originally, but people kept kind of harping on it. Was like if you would have said like. It's just I'm not a I'm not a superhero guy. Like I'm I just I'm not into those films. It's just not I'm I'm in my eighties. I don't I I'm not gonna go see a Marvel or a super like any superhero. I'm like, I get it. Like he may have not even seen like the original Superman film. He just might not that might not be his taste, which everyone's entitled to, but is what it is. Hell yeah. Let's move on to the next category, my brother. Alright, we're getting into some uh actors and actresses. Supporting Actress. The nominees are <clears throat> Kathy Bates for Richard Jewell. Yeah. Laura Dern in Marriage Story. Scarlett Johansson in Jojo Rabbit. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Florence Pugh in Little Women. And Margot Robbie in Bombshell. It is interesting to note that Supporting Actress and Lead Actress could be won by the same person in a crazy shock turn of events. Yes. Um, um, we'll get to it. But yeah, Scarlett Johansson could is a two-time Academy Award nominee. So she went from none to two 
in one fail swoop. Over two different movies, or, by the way, the, not just the same film, yeah, which is I, impressive in and of itself. And I haven't seen Marriage Story Can't Swoop, but I think her work in Jojo Rabbit is, I think, the best work of her career, personally. So Wow. I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of her role in that. I think it's the right level of, like, heart and humor that I'm just like, I, I was I was a big fan of it. Um, I'm glad to see Kathy Bates in there. I haven't seen Richard Jewell. Um, it's a Clint Eastwood movie. It's a. It looked interesting. I just about haven't got around the, to seeing it. Uh, I do kind of. It's about the bombing in Atlanta at the Olympics, right? Yeah, it's it's definitely it's yeah it's about like the security guard who found like a backpack bomb and they were trying to frame him for the the whole event or so. It was crazy story. Uh, I remember uh, I I remember I tweeted at the the guy who played Richard Jewell about like um about something and he liked my tweet and I was like, hey like it. Alright. Dude, that's fucking cool. Yeah, so Hell yeah. But yeah, but um Florence Pugh in uh Little Women. I've didn't I obviously haven't seen Little Women yet, but Florence Pugh in Midsommar was pretty intense, so definitely here for more work and then Margot Robbie. So it's there's a a lot of people who've done other films that I've loved with these out of these actresses, so definitely for it. Margot Robbie was nominated for I Tanya. Yes, she was a couple a couple years ago. So the, as lead actress, so mm-hmm. that was she was really good in that movie, and it it really upset. Now, it doesn't upset me, but it makes me feel like what the hell am I doing? Is the fact that like she's younger than me and younger than you and like younger than like most people we know, and I'm like, come on, that's that's just not okay. She's also fucking Margot Robbie, bro. That, 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 is, that is accurate. Uh, all right. Like, we didn't wake up in the morning to that. <laughs> yeah. God. Uh, then, so, next up we have supporting actor. So, first up we have America's favorite person, Tom Hanks, for playing the real America's favorite person, Mr. Rogers, in A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. We have Anthony Hopkins for The Two Popes. Al Pacino for The Irishman. Joe Pesci also for The Irishman, and then Brad Pitt for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It's not very often that one movie has double noms in the supporting actor, supporting actress role. Yeah. Um, so this is pretty unique, having The Irishman have two people nominated right. in it. And I don't know if that, if they kind of like cannibalize each other. Because there's been, there's been cases where like the same actor or actress has been nominated for two different films in the same category, and I was like, cancel themselves out because oh half her fans are going to vote one way and half fans vote the other way and then it's just going to null itself out no one's going to go all in for one but I don't know I would love to see Tom Hanks because I know Tom Hanks hasn't won an Oscar or even been nominated for like almost 20 years so which is unfortunate uh but then you get but like you're up against like famous actors like all these are just household every name. names. It's just like every name and supporting actor is like a legend of fucking the Hollywood game. Right. Tom Hanks, amazing career. Anthony Hopkins, amazing career. Al Pacino, amazing career. So far, all three of these dudes are in some of my all-time favorite movies. Joe Pesci, also amazing career. Brad Pitt, phenomenal career. I mean, it's like fucking chip it. Any of these guys getting this award is great, but all these dudes are great. Right. Like I would, I would not want to be like. Be like in that. Give it to fucking Joe Pesci. Yeah, 
has Joe Pesci Joe has Joe Pesci won one? Did he? Let's see. Did he win Let's for, go to the Googleplex. Did he win for Goodfellas? I don't know. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure they've all been nominated at one point, or if they haven't won, they've all been nominated. Al Pacino has won an Academy oh, Award. Uh, yeah, happy to see though. They're all all look great. Best supporting actor. It's his only award. All right. So Joe Pesci, give it to him. He came out of retirement to make so, this film. Let let him have it. Let him go back to retirement on a high note. 29 years later, give him the best supporting actor role or the best supporting actor Oscar again. How cool would that be? Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, shit. It's, it's, it's me now. Shit, too. Yeah. Also, as well. Lead actress Cynthia Arrivo for Har- Harriet. Scarlett Johansson in Marriage Story. We talked about it. She's two different nominations now. Mm hmm. Um, Saoirse Ronan I or is it Cersei uh, I think it's Saoirse it is Saoirse Saoirse Ronan Little Women uh-huh. Charlize Theron in Bombshell and Renee Zellweger in Judy I think it's I think it's Renee Zellweger given the fact that she's like won every other award leading up to this point my out of left field, I wouldn't be surprised if it was uh, Johansson. Scar Joe, yeah. I'd, I'd rather have her win for Jojo Rabbit. Just say, without seeing Marriage Story, I just I really liked her work in that in Jojo Rabbit. But we'll see. All right, um, is this the last one before picture? It is the last one before picture. Okay, uh, now we have lead actor. We have Antonio Banderas for Pain and Glory, which is actually a foreign language film or an international film. So it's all in, uh, it's from Spain. So it's all in Spanish. We have Leonardo DiCaprio in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Adam Driver for Marriage Story. Joaquin Phoenix for Joker. And Jonathan Price for The Two Popes. So interesting enough, though, if Joaquin Phoenix does win this, It'll be one of only like two or three times that a a char- like a, two actors have won for playing the same character. Because that doesn't happen all that often. Because of um, Heath Ledger won posthumously mm-hmm. for his role as the Joker. And Joker also is now the most nominated comic book film. For the Oscars, beating the Dark Knight. Cool, let it be. That's cool. So it's still it's still very much in DC's court, despite the fact that Marvel is on a whole other level in terms of, I, I would say, uh, mass appeal. It might not have the artistic like the awards, but it definitely has the has the box office, has the attention. I think has the more fan love at this point in time, anyway. Yeah, man, I I, uh, I vibe that for sure. All right, are we here? Yes, we're here. We've done it. You do the honors. We we have the great success. Let's talk about it. AP, here we are. Best picture nominations are 
Ford versus Ferrari, yes. the Irishman, JoJo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite. All movies which we have discussed at some point this evening. I think it'd have to be. I think if there was a movie that got nominated for Best Picture that had no precursor nominations, it'd be like, how the hell did you get here? I mean, it, it could be interesting. I feel like 1917 is going to sweep up a lot of awards. I don't know if Best Picture is going to no, be that I, award. I think it's going to win a lot of those, like, the tech awards. Like, might get, like, editing and visual. It could, I could see it getting a lot of those, like, technical awards. Because that, that's kind of, like, I think and, Dunkirk did that. Like, it when a lot of the tech awards then got, like, nothing above, like, nothing above that. I don't know. I really don't know what's going to... What's going to win Best Picture? I think, obviously I haven't seen all of them, but I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what stands out. I'm definitely going to try and watch the award show live. It'd be not Same. It'd be nice to, like, do, a, like, a live show to it, but I think that would be a quite an undertaking. Especially We've done it before. We have. <laughs> but, like, doing it, like concurrently with the show like almost like a not like a commentary but it would just it'd be a it'd be a tr it'd be a trick but pause it's commercial talk about it talk about it all right moving back and the, the oscars are going hostless again this year after last year when they're when they had the whole kevin hart debacle so that's interesting especially given the fact like ev all everyone could talk about after the golden globes was uh the great work that uh, that Ricky Gervais did as host. Woo! So he shot his shot. That's for sure. He did. I'm, when, and then I saw that uh, Tina Fey and Amy Poehler are going to do it next year. Interesting. But they've done it like they did it like in like the middle, like the 2015, 2013. They did it like three times in a row in like the mid 2010s. So ah, uh, so th they're. And they're great, but it's going to be more what is expected. I don't think anyone who's going to really think. I think I think in the Oscars past that they had like Seth MacFarlane did it one year, and that was he did a lot kind of like Ricky Gervais, and, it didn't, and people did not like that, so like he didn't do it again. But we'll see. I don't. I don't. I didn't mind it last year that when they went hostless, but well, we'll see. I don't know. I'd be happy with any of the ones winning. I think right now, I wouldn't be surprised if it was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, it, it has. It definitely has a chance. It's, it's uh, nominated a lot. It's another one of the movies that has a lot of nominations on the board here. Parasite has a lot of nominations. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, 1917, and Joker are like the most right. nominated of the films. Right. You know, Jojo Rabbit has a few. Marriage Story has a few. Little Women has a few. But those other ones, oh, Irishman has a few, but those other ones I named, they have like... One or two. A ton. Yeah. A ton yeah. Of, of nominations raked in. Mm -hmm. I guess, um... So. Not that what you think is going to win, but I think, what is your... What's the movie that's been nominated, not either in Best Picture or otherwise, that like, you want that you want that to be like the next film you watch? Like, that's the one you're most excited to actually sit down and watch. Honestly, man, it's Jojo Rabbit... It, this is be the order. Jojo Rabbit, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood Joker are my, like, 
most wants to watch in the in the near future here. All right, I I can definitely get behind that. I definitely I've liked all those because th- I've already seen since I've seen Joe Drama and Joker. I think definitely like Once Upon a Time is probably up there. Ford v Ferrari, just because I really want to see. It's been a while since I've seen a good racing film like that, and I like historical thing. I like the classic era of Ford motor vehicles and yeah. And it always is good to see some Christian Bale, Matt Damon action. Hell yeah. Matt Damon! Uh, Matt Damon. Matt Damon. No Ben Affleck. Oh, shit, bro. A lot of Matt Damon. Ooh. By the way, I just rewatched uh, watched the Jay and Bob reboot. Did you, did you get it? You have one. Uh, not yet, but I... Uh, Where there's a will, there's a way. I... Uh, I have, uh, yes, there's a will, there's a way. I will say I am pre-ordering it, though, because if you pre-order it now on, oh, whatever the site is, League of M or some shit, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that you, when you pre-order it, you get a Chronicon uh, press badge. Nice. Like replica and shit, so that's pretty cool, but... Yeah, the girls wanted to see it. That was another movie we watched recently, and and I took them through it. Uh, their first watch was like a lot of like the uh, the tropes were like, well, I th- I think the way they said it was, if this wasn't my night night movie, and I knew that movie so well, this movie might have played different notes. They liked it. They thought it was funny, but a lot of the same too. Right. So. I, I get that. If and I loved it on the second watch. I thought it was even better. Yeah, I still need to go through and actually sit and watch it again. I I think it comes out on like home video. Later this month? The 21st. Oh, the 21st. Yeah, so January 21st. A week, 21st, from, week yeah. from today. Because Tuesdays are really when like the Blu-rays and DVDs tend to drop. Yes, sir. So, yeah. So, I think we've, we've, we've cut it out. There's no, no uncut gems in this one, but there's a lot of gems all the same. So, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing all these films. I think the ones... Obviously, the ones that are uh, on streaming, I'm going to plan to see... Um, but yeah, I really hoping to find some time to sit down and watch the Irishman. I think I'm going to, I'd like to sit on the big screen, but we'll see if that happens. If not, I'm definitely just going to have to block out an evening and just get into it. Cause I know some people talked about like, there's a, a breakup, like you can like, almost feel like a mini series, like, oh, you watch up to here and then stop and then come back and watch here to here. And I'm like, I'm just going to do it as a straight shot. Like just there sit down. Don't drink enough liquids. Have to make a lot of bathroom breaks, but just like sit and enjoy it. If I if get I if I can, yeah. if I can sit through Infinity War and Endgame, I can get through the Irishman. Yeah, I just recently watched all the Avengers movies sequentially. Um, oh, ju- just the Avengers. So like shit. none of the none of the connective tissue. None of the connective tissue. Just well, okay. I skipped the first Avengers because I've seen that movie so many fucking times. I could like recite it in my sleep. It's not funny. Mm. So I was like, you know what, man? I really love Age of Ultron. It's like one of those movies that right. doesn't get a lot of love, but I personally have a lot of aff- affection towards it and think it's a really great and special movie. And it really has a lot of connective tissue that I wish they would have went back to uh, when they did mm-hmm. Endgame. Surprised that they didn't. But then, like, to watch Infinity War and then Endgame, those three movies, like in one day, was like. Man, Tony Stark's got some fucked up skeletons in his closet. Mm-hmm. No wonder no wonder he makes the choice he makes at the end of Endgame because of all the shit that leads up to it, man. And there's so many like 
just as a tiny little quick example before we get down here, there's a foreshadowing line in Age of Ultron where uh, Fury is talking to to Tony, and he's like, you know, Tony says he's, he saw the Avengers die. He saw the whole team destroyed because of him. Mm-hmm. And, and Fury says, and the worst part wasn't seeing them dead. It was that you weren't. And I was like, oh, God. What? Because, see... It, it was just like the little subtle context of like him saying like everybody else didn't have to suffer through it. Right. You did. And he didn't want to see anybody suffer through it. He could take it because he had already seen them all die. Right. It wasn't the, I might be mistaken, but wasn't the shield, the way it was broken in, uh, Age of Ultron was actually how it was broken in, in Endgame, right? pretty fucking similar there are some minor discrepancies in exactly how it's broken but i mean it's, it's still broken it's foreshadowing a possibility yeah totally and, it, and it's kind and of like they foreshadow other shit right. as well and i really loved um i love the use of scarlet witch in age of ultron i really need to revisit it. it's been a long time since i've actually watched age of ultron yeah and honestly like to talk on her arc for a second like she gives visions to certain people and those visions whether you really think about it like at the start or not come to pass in some form or fashion well we're gonna see like uh... thor thor says you know he goes back to to asgard and heimdall tells him that he led everybody to hell and technically thor leads everybody to hell through ragnarok and also becomes the leader of asgard king of asgard out of that move, being the leader, as it were. Mm-hmm. And then you have Cap having this dance with Peggy surrounded by people being blown up or have who have been blown up from war. Mm-hmm. So it's a mixture of the reality and the trauma of, like, it's like what he wants, his biggest desire and regret mixed and coupled with the, the real trauma of doing, being a part of the wars. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you had, uh, who there was another person who had a vision Matt. that, uh, Oh yeah, and they're gonna probably pay that off. I would say in her movie. Well, yeah, I think we saw a lot of that with like her boarding school time and what they've established in her arc in Age of Ultron that we're gonna see paid off nicely in uh just a few months. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, very soon here, May. Yeah, I can't even wait. Did you? Did you? you didn't, and you didn't put Civil War in there, did you? In your watch? No, I didn't. I you know I thought about watching Civil War and I was like, it doesn't have Hulk. It's not an Avengers it movie. Thor, it have Thor. Have Hulk, it's not yeah. an Avengers movie. I, I love. I I still love in Civil War. It's like, where's Thor? Or where's Banner? Where's Where's Thor? If I knew, didn't know where two megaton like nuclear words are, I'd be in trouble or whatever he said. But I still like that line. Where like bring the fact like yeah, we didn't bring these guys in this movie because it would it would be too easy a movie at that point. Whatever. Oh yeah, it would. Dude, I would love to see more a Thor, a more of a Thor Hulk fight, just like the original Avengers. Oh yeah, when he fucking smashed him with the, the Thor's when Thor smashes Hulk with the hammer, hits him with Mjolnir in the face, and then later Hulk punches him. Whoop! I just like when he when, he try, when Hulk just pick up the hammer, just like nope, not today, nope, nope. Just gonna crash this thing to the ground. Ah. Oh. Also, total confirm, Steve Rogers does not try when he's trying to pick up Mjolnir in Age of Ultron. You can tell yeah, he holds it back. He doesn't, he doesn't want that. He's, he's too nice a guy, which is more reason why he deserves it. Because exactly. you can't just, just, you can't just wobble it. Like, it's... 
the wobble is just like yeah if you can move it a, a fraction of an inch you could lift it up it's not like you're almost worthy it's it's black and white there's no gray in that absolutely bro well is there anything else we want to add before we get on here ap no i think we're good i think we've definitely talked about a lot of films ones that are nominated ones that are not ones that we liked i guess um we didn't i guess one last thing we could say um what was your favorite film of 2019 Ooh. Uh, hey, oh. it's hard it's, it's, it's hard <laughs> I don't think even I, even though I asked the question, I don't think I could actually come up with an answer right now. I think I would really need to sit and think about what movies I saw in 2019 that were also exclusive to 2019 releases. Because right. I saw a lot of movies that were introduced to me. Like, for example, I would say one of my favorite movies that I saw in 2019 was Shot Caller, even though it wasn't a 2019 movie at all. Right. Um,. But it was like I said, it just I got introduced to it late. It's like a twenty fifteen or twenty sixteen flick. Has the dude that plays Jamie Lannister in it, you know, uh, loving businessman turned uh, criminal due to some DUI murder action and uh, craziness ensues, and he has to become the guy, the shot caller, as it were. And it's fucking, it's a it's an intense movie. It's a really it's a tough watch, but it's really amazing and it's incredible. Also, uh, Free Solo. Maybe Free Solo is my movie of this year, like, favorite movie of 2019. Which I think was the best picture winner of uh, the previous year Yeah, for a documentary. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't think I had seen it until it got nominated, and at that point it was already 2019, so there you go. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think. So. I'm looking through right now to think of, like, movies I saw in 2019 that I would think I would consider my favorite. I saw... Hey, I was going to ask you a question. Yeah. At, at some point, I thought I heard you say, and I don't know if you did or didn't do it or remember, but did I hear you say you were going to start like a journal of all the movies you went and saw in, a, in the last year? Did you keep that up? No. It's, life gets in oh. the way. I wanted to, and I think I remember... Oh, I totally feel you. I think I did like January, and then I, like it's just like that was, that was it. And January was not even the hard month. Like No movies really come out in January, or like big ones. <laughs> I try to think, like, the amount of movies actually came out last year that, like, that you, like, you just forgot happened. Like, if you had told... Like, I completely forgot that Captain Marvel was a 2019 movie. Like, it's just, like... Yep. A lot has happened since then. Dark Phoenix was a 2019 movie, although that wouldn't have been a, a great movie to watch. Yep. And we, might, and we might still get a decent X-Men Fox movie. Who's to say? It's coming. No. You don't think it's going to be good? Yeah, I don't think. I think it's going to be decent. I think it's be that the, it's, it's got a lot of Marvel. It's going to be the best of the recent Reworking. Ones. Yeah. Yeah, but you know what's interesting? I just heard, just to quickly journey into comics for one minute tangent here, just very journey into comics-esque of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, New Mutants was at one point, like someone said, it was tied to the MCU. Like the plan was that they were going to tie it in some sort of Disney Marvel newsletter. And then that whole reference got completely removed, like it never happened. Yeah, I think they. I th- so they definitely don't think want to have any of that. They don't want any baggage going into whenever they decide to touch the X Men. Yeah, well, uh, we'll see. Especially with the recent findings of the Morbius movie trailer and all that, that stuff, which is going to be covered one, on JIC this coming week. That one made a big connective tissue. 
not only that, though, it just made me go, oh, wow, a movie I initially had zero care to see. The trailer hooked me completely into going, okay, well, I must see this movie. Right. I, I definitely... And it's proving that they can go horror right. I mean, it sucks that we lost uh, the director for the Doctor Strange movie. But if it's... And it's like Scott Derrickson, yeah. But it's, it's kind of like what we had with... Uh, with Edgar Wright and Ant Man, and then we saw the Ant Man movies did still pretty well. Still were, still, still were. Well, and one thing. Oh, go ahead. Uh, to to just to talk on this Scott Derrickson thing real quick, he's staying on as an executive producer, so it's not like he's completely been removed from right. this and has going to have nothing to do with it. I mean, he really helped shape Benedict Cumberbatch's role as Doctor Stephen Strange, so. To just remove him completely and have no input from him would be kind of sacrilege, honestly. Yeah. I think, yeah, and the fact that, like, you made the first one what it was, being a movie that could have really... Because it was, like, when they... was It, it was, really like, the first one they kind of branched out to do something a little, like, the more different... Because that one predated uh, Guardians, right? Mm-hmm. So it was the first one they kind of... That was, like, more of an out-there character that they didn't really... Sure was going to work in it. People liked it. So, if it would have bombed, it might have put, like, Guardians in a negative... Like, it could have caused a domino of, like... Wait a minute, time out. Strange came out right after Guardians. Oh, it did. That's a misstep. Either way, yeah. like, that was, like... August was, like, and then November. Like, totally, yeah. They definitely stepped outside of the regular realms of, like, we have these Earth stories with these Earth problems. Like, we, we can be bigger and, like, and larger than just, that, for Let's sure, just add but... some acid trips to a movie and see how that goes. Woo! All the psilocybin mushrooms for days. That's what it's like watching Doctor Strange's movie. Woo! Oh yeah. Anyways. All right. Well, I. All right, bro. Well. Yeah. Let's get out of here. It's we've uh, we've talked them enough. Definitely been good talking about kind of the films of last year. Um. I know food is probably coming back probably soon after the award season wraps up. I imagine. In full force. I'm, maybe we maybe we can find a way to launch it out of the Oscars. I don't know. We'll just have to plan for that. And yeah. you know, we, we it's really weird with this stupid tentative weather because I think this winter is supposed to be really brutal, and then so far it's proved to be pretty mild. Yeah, like uh, every time I think it's going to be bad. It's like like when I, well, like when we got the inches of snow and freezing weather, like end of October, I was like, oh crap, this is going to be the worst year. Then it's like most of December was like oh, it's. Not not terrible. It's like forty degrees intolerable. All right, yeah. I'm into it. Like this shit. Yeah. All right. But yeah, we we'll uh, we'll definitely keep you guys posted of what comes of that. But thanks for thanks for coming up with the idea, Nate. This has been a been a good episode to really talk about kind of what's going on. Well, I mean, we needed to talk about it. There's no better place to talk about it. Um, as always, folks, you guys can check out Foodies Watching Movies right here on Journey Into Comics Network at journeyintocomics.com. Get us on Apple Music, Google Play Music, Spotify, CastBox, TuneIn, Podbean, and many others. Just search Journey Into Comics Network. Subscribe. Do it. Do it now. Do it with all your might. Patreon.com backslash Journey Into Comics. Give us a dollar. We'll give you a holler. That means that every time we do an episode that we are talking about the Patreon, we're going to shout you out and say, hey, so-and-so, thanks for giving us your dinero. All right, man. Well, AP, thank you so much for joining me on this Foodies Watching Movies special coverage 
of the Oscar nominations. Is there anything else you want to add before we roll? No, I think we are good. Definitely thank you. Thank you to all of our listeners out there. Definitely excited for season four. All right, folks. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Foodies Watching Movies, the special Dildos Don't Win Awards. I've been Nate. I'm AP. And we will see you folks later.